trying to figure out what to do for this first episode and we came to the conclusion that we were going to talk a little bit about friendships and friendship what it means what it doesn't mean what it can do what it can't do <laughs> why do you think we're talking about friendships throughout our lives there are many friendships they come and they go yep all of us. You know when you're a child and you know, you know like Bella, she goes to the playground and she meets her new best friend every single day. Mm-hmm. And then I feel the older you get, the harder it becomes to make those authentic friendships. Yeah. To the point where it's like, sometimes I think it's just difficult for people to make normal friends. Yeah. Because you don't know what lies beneath <laughs> And because as you go through life and the more you learn, the more you try to find friends that align with your beliefs. Align with your beliefs and align with what you consider a friendship. So what do we consider a friendship? Well, now I would say that it's just somebody you, you have... It's, not that different from what you want out of a relationship like a romantic relationship because you want somebody who you can just actually count on Mm. you know somebody that you can have fun with but you can also have good conversations do you think that's the foundation of a good friendship then that you can count on them is that like an important quality to a friendship I think so I think to me that's what, <clears throat> yeah, that's what one of the most important things is that you can count on them. Do you think there's a place where you can, I don't know if just because of all my experiences I've lowered the bar mm-hmm. to what I constitute as a friendship, but I, I wonder if there's space where you can have friends that you don't necessarily feel you could count on them mm-hmm. at the same time. Or is that just, is that like setting the goal too low? Should there be like another word for those kind of friends? Yeah, I mean, those are acquaintances or people you know or people mm. you're friendly with. We have a, in Hungarian, we have a different <coughs> word for it. Because we have the word hover, which is like your buddy. It's yeah. like some, it's a mate, a buddy, but it's not a friend. Yeah. It's just somebody you like hang out with, go out with, party with, whatever. And it's just like a bit of a, you know, somebody you know. And then you have a friend, which is barat, which is, means friends. And then that's the one that you have that's like a deeper connection. The word friend definitely gets overused. Yeah. I mean, obviously with social media and like, you know, how many friends you've got and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, but even, are, even like off social media, how we so like, casually say like oh yeah a friend of mine this and a friend of mine that when maybe they're not actually friends they're more chavet <laughs> and not borats <laughs> not borat though is that but maybe that's what he meant when he was calling himself borat friend <laughs> all right should we go straight into a hot take yes unless 
Yeah, because I don't really know how to bring it in. Bring it in, bring it in. Yes, I have two hot takes, two friendship hot takes. You're so beautiful. My friendship hot, hot take is that if you have a friend, a good friend, an established friend. Yes. Established friendship. Yeah. With someone. And let's say that you're both single or not even single, but, you know, just you both spend a lot of time together. Mm. And then one of the friends gets in a new relationship. Yes. And then they kind of just disappear for a while. And my hot take is that that's okay. And that as a friend, you should be okay with that rather than have this attitude that a lot of people seem to have. That's like, oh, all of a sudden you forget about your friends all of a sudden. You don't care. Now, obviously, there's nuance to this. It's not as black and white as that. Mm. But I think, in general, I think that that's my hot take. Is there not like a loyalty aspect that the friend has? Because imagine if you've been friends with someone for 10 years and you've spent so much time together and then suddenly they get a new partner that they hardly even know and then suddenly they vanish. Mm. Do they not have like a responsibility to be a good friend yeah yeah of course they do and they continue to be a friend but i'm, I'm talking about I'm, I'm not talking about if you're going through something difficult in your life mm. as a person if you're dealing with i don't know grief or depression or you lose your job or you know something deep like something heavy happens mm. then you know you want your friend to be there but generally that's not the case. I find that most of the time it's just the simple fact that it's like I have no one to go out with now. I don't want to go to the movies alone. Oh, we used to do this together. We used to do this together all the time. And usually, because yeah, of course, if, if you're a friend, if you disappear and your friend's reaching out to you like, look, I just lost my grandma, like I need a friend to cry, like a shoulder to cry on, and your friend just goes like, I don't give a fuck. That's not a great friend. But but then in general, like, you know. So Having said that, say, for example, it was to happen to you where a friend of yours Mm -hmm. got upset with you because you suddenly were off the radar. Would that then indicate that maybe you were a convenience friend to them and not an actual deeper friend? I think it could. I think it could. I think that if you have a friendship with someone and you love them and you care about them and you can empathize Especially, I'm talking particularly about relationships because I think that's what happens the most often mm. because it's not likely unless, you know, somebody starts school. But people seem to be more understanding if you start going to school and you have less time. Yeah. If you start doing work, people are more understanding. Yeah, right. But if it's a relationship because it's your time is taken by this random by another person, man or woman or whoever. And I think that any... Most people can relate to that feeling when you meet somebody new and you start dating and it's really exciting and you get into a new relationship and all you want to do is spend time with that person, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so if you can relate to that and you know that that's making your friend happy, again, given that they don't didn't completely disappear at the time of yeah, yeah, drastic, you know, like desperate need. Yeah. But just, you know, you were friends, you were doing your thing, whatever, and then this person met someone and then got into a relationship. I need to breathe. <laughs> I think I think it's an interesting point that you made that it's more forgivable if your a friend starts a new job yeah. or a career 
But as soon as it's like a threat to their own personal self, yeah. like a new relationship, suddenly it's not, it's not allowed. And this is when I think that you have to look at within mm. and think, is this because of codependency mm. issues? Is it jealousy? Or is it just that, you know, you really like hanging out with your friend and you miss your friend? And I think that's okay. But I think that, you know, if you have someone who you know is looking for a relationship or is open to a relationship or whatever, even if they're not, it's it's just part of life for people to go through that. And I think it's it can be really unfair for that person to meet somebody new, get really excited, have this like new relationship, you know, buzz, whatever. Yeah. And at the same time, constantly having that guilt. Yeah. That like, oh, fuck, but, you know, I still need to, like, check in with her all the time or check in with them all the time and because, make sure that they yeah. this, make sure that they that, so that they're not alone, so that they're not this. And again, you know, in certain cases, I understand. But in general, it's like, so a, a, just a, allow it. A friendship shouldn't become work. Because I would argue that relationships, there's, there's certain work that has to be done because of the closeness that people get. Yeah. In relationships, you have to, you have to do work. But maybe a friendship there shouldn't have to be work done in order for it to survive. No, I, I think I think that in different aspects there there can be. Mm. But I think in just in the in this particular thing, I think it's not fair for people to project that kind of project whatever it is they're projecting because that's what I think it is a lot of the times. Because if you can't find, like, for that time being, because you know this might not last forever. In fact, if they break up, then they break up. Yeah. And then if they stay together, they still eventually, the, the freshness of it all will wear off and you will end up seeing your friend more again. You know, it's usually just the beginning yeah. part of relationship unless something fucked up is going on. Can I give you, like, a life example that happened to me mm-hmm. and then maybe, like, give me your opinion on what the two different relationships meant? So there were two separate friends, both of them I would consider like in the top five of friends. And at different times in my life, I've disappointed them both mm-hmm. greatly. Okay. Right? One of them I'm still friends with and hopefully we'll see him later on in the year. The other has never spoken to me ever since. Okay. Which was now six years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one friend, it was... Uh, his wedding and he really wanted me to come and I kind of just blanked him and ignored it and never went and it was like a real it was a deep wound Mm. for him and I knew it was and he expressed that but over time it's kind of been forgiven and I feel like it's because there's an underlying friendship there yeah has it been forgiven or has it been apologized for I don't know if I apologized for it okay um when I I'm not sure actually but I think when I see him in person I will do Okay. Um, the other one was a case of um, she came over to the city that I was living in mm-hmm. with a friend and she'd been going through a pretty rough time. Mm-hmm. And when she came over, I blanked her and I didn't meet up with her mm-hmm. because I was going through my own stuff. But the reasoning is almost not irrelevant, uh, not relevant. And it was an unforgivable for her mm-hmm. that I didn't meet up with her. Mm-hmm. I guess in her time of need. Mm-hmm. 
what what's your take on those two different relationships then? And I apologized to her. Okay. And I tried again a year later and it was it was like non-reciprocal. Mm. I think I got the answer maybe try again in another year. <laughs> to which I didn't. Yeah. I mean I think it's a bit different to to you know why which one's worse which is the bigger disappointment which would be the bigger disappointment for you because mm. you're not going go on. Well, it, it depends on like how close because you say this friend expressed that it was in the time of need for her mm. if you know that and choose not to. I think that's worse than just blanking a message about the wedding and then the other person kind of just went along with it and moved on. Because clearly for them, then it's either not that deep or it's they can compartmentalize it. That it. Mm. <laughs> they can do that or they just weren't that hurt to begin with. Yeah, no, it was definitely hurt. Um. But I think it's a little bit different than my hot take. <laughs> oh, yeah, now I change the subject. No, I know. Well, th I, I related it because it's a case of, like, different levels of... What was your hot take again? <laughs> different levels of severity. Yeah, my hot take is that it's okay for a friend to disappear for a little while when they get into a new relationship and just kind of not hang out with you 24-7, oh, yeah. like... You know, it's it's okay. It's just like fucking let it be, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Why has that happened with you? Where you've you've done that and then you've like got in trouble. Yeah. And people have been pissed off with you because yeah. suddenly you're off the radar. Yeah, and I'm sure it happened the other way around as well when I was younger, and mm. I'm sure I would have been pissed off about it then. Because if I guess it's so difficult to to tell because if someone values the friendship that much and there is a codependency there mm -hmm. when you leave to be in another relationship they can literally feel like you've been betrayed yeah like you've betrayed them yeah but the, right? my my problem with that is, is that it's a them issue it's not the person who is trying to pursue a romantic relationship outside of a friendship it's not their fault well, like, I, unless I, they I, are no, being a really neglectful friend yeah. Which I think if, if again, if the person, the, the friend expresses that they're in great need and like it's a, it's not just a, I'm, I'm alone on a Saturday how do you, night. How do you, where do you draw, how do you like know the difference though? Where's the line? Like, because somebody's great need might be somebody else's like not a big problem mm. or like what some, do you know what I mean? And yeah. you know, one, one friend might need the other friend, but the other friend might not be in a place to provide that anyway. And then, For sure. and so then, at what point does a friendship have, um, uh, what's the word? Like, at what point does a friend have to let go of these expectations of what a friendship is, mm. and is like a true friendship where there is no expectation? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, that's. I think that's definitely a good thing to lean towards in general the no expectation things as we've learned i think by now <laughs> yeah that it's better to have try to have no expectations it's an interesting concept and it's like in all relationships yeah. 
because at what point where's the line between having no expectations and then the other person just being reckless yeah i think i think you know in your friendship you that's this is why i mean in established friendships when you've been friends for a while when you know the person so then you'll know because in my circumstances, I just know from my experience that that was exactly the case. And from what I've heard from other friends and seen it play out with other people, I think that's most of the time that's the case. Obviously, sometimes you have to, when it it shouldn't be like that, you know, if, if I think in general, there are some cases where you can tell you know that friend and you know whether they're really going through something or, or not mm. I think you can tell the difference a lot of the times at least that's how I feel that I could I could tell that it wasn't about me know. being neglectful it was about them not yeah. being okay with not having a, a, a buddy to do things with Yeah, you know and I've been on the other side as well and I felt like, oh, you know, but that was because I used to be, it was impossible for me to be alone. Yeah. I couldn't stand the thought of being alone. That's not a them problem. No, it's a you problem. You know, so it's not fair for me to be like, oh, but you know, but you want to be with your boyfriend instead of me. It's like, well, first of all, yes, and that's okay sometimes. Yeah. And also like the fact that I can't be alone <laughs> or don't want to be alone, you know. Yeah. It's got me thinking a lot about that friend that I didn't meet up with. I just don't I, I don't I don't know how much I don't know how much responsibility should be put on the friend on the other friend. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Because some people like not to be like melodramatic, but some people suffer in silence, right? Yeah. And some people you like I mean I only relate it to myself like there's so there's like a decade of my life where I was really struggling. Yeah. And the few friends that were there for me were like friends that I'd just met. Yeah, right. And I didn't even appreciate them at the time. Yeah. Like I, I I'm pretty sure I ended up arguing with them because I thought they were sabotaging shit. <laughs> and like I don't know. The whole friendship thing is so weird like you can you can really think that you have a friendship with someone. You can think that you really know them. Yeah. And spend a lot of time with them. And then, like, just in a click of a fingers, they're, they're clearly not what you thought they were. Yeah. Or, or not even clearly. They've just kind of disappeared. Yeah. For what, whatever reason. But they've chosen. Like, it's clear that they've chosen that choice. Yeah. And then it's like, so what was it? Especially if mm. it's like a friendship that's like, say, for example, two years. Mm-hmm. And then it's like... It, I think it's interesting because I think that we probably have been on the, on the, on the different sides. So because yeah. I've been the friend who... Because I, I don't remember. I don't have much of a memory. But looking back when I was younger, I don't remember a lot of friends disappointing me like that. Me being like, oh, you know, I thought you were... I didn't have that, I feel like, until I was more of an adult. Yeah. I, I had very, uh, maybe I was lucky or maybe it's just my delusion, but I felt like I had pretty honest friendships when I was younger. 
I think if anything, I was the one who disappeared. Yeah. But that wasn't because I just no longer cared. But most of the time, it was because of my internal issues. Mm. And a lot of the times what had happened was is that because I moved a lot, I had a really, really hard time keeping in touch with people. Yeah. A really difficult time. And so when people try to keep in touch with me, if I don't respond and I seem like I've disappeared, if enough time goes by, it becomes too hard. And the more time goes by, the harder it becomes. And that's how I disappear as a friend. Yeah, right. And I've done that a lot in my life yeah, to a yeah. lot of people. And so I've been the friend who disappears, but not because I don't care anymore. Which is, this is why for me social media is so wonderful in so many aspects because I can keep up with so many old friends yeah. and I don't feel like I've ghosted them because we follow each other, I can like, I can interact with their little stories. So I'm like, hey, I see you mm. without me having to like write a paragraph of a, a letter or a message, which mm. is what I struggle with yeah. and because I can't do because of my own... <laughs> issues especially when somebody reaches out and they write like a long thing and then they expect me to write the same thing back and if i don't have the the mental space to do that which is most of the time unfortunately mm. unless the urgency is really high i struggle to do that and then i think i'll get to it i'll get to it and then i never get to it and then the longer time passes the longer it works and i i have had i mean most people are fine with it but i have had friends in the past that were really hurt by that so and so I was on the other side of it. But like I, I have a few blokes that I speak to, like guy friends that I speak to, and there's like a mutual understanding that sometimes I won't reply, yeah, or that they won't reply, yeah. And like we've gotten to that point now where it's like, and sometimes you can just check in and be like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't reply for so long." Yeah. Have can you not like find a way to hack that cycle? Yeah, I think with some friends. Isn't everybody doing that? No. I've I've had some some friends in my life who were very consistent. Yeah. They were very consistent. (laughs) And they really wanted me to be the same. And they also really wanted me in their life, which is really beautiful. And I'm very grateful for that. Because when we were friends and we were close, they were really good friendships. Yeah. (laughs) But because I can't. And because time has gone on so long now, it's it's impossible to rekindle those friendships. Yeah, I mean, I have the one friend I think that in particular I heard the most. I feel like her and I can kind of... Pick up. By now she knows. And I think by now... I mean, we're obviously not as close as we used to be because it's been a very long time. Mm. So it's it's not that deep anymore. And I think by now, you know, she knows. And so I feel like... When we do reach out to each other here and there, it's without expectation. I'm hoping, and from what I see, because I feel like I can disappear yeah. and then reach back out, or she'll reach out to me, and then we'll have a little chat. And so I think she by now understood that, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. But I mean, I also think that's that's like testament to a true friendship, right? When you can do that. Yeah. So like this, I've got this one friend, David, who I'm hoping he's going to come over later on in the year. And I only knew him from the summer holidays because he used to come over where I lived in the summer. And so we'd only see each other once a year anyway. And we, it was before social media, mm-hmm. so, which is quite trippy. And then I remember there was this one point where I hadn't seen him for maybe six years because he, he grew up and he started going holidays to different places. And then one day he just, he didn't know if I even lived in the same house. 
but he came and he knocked and there it was it was fucking david yeah. and we just picked up where we left off yeah. and now obviously like times have changed on social media and stuff but it kind of i feel like it would still be like that yeah like we might not chat for ages and i'll I, I do like randomly reach out to old friends sometimes just to check in. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know why I do it sometimes. Often it's like if I just think about it and I'll be like and just impulsively do yeah, it. It's an impo- yeah, yeah, and it's sometimes I'll check in like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? It's been a while. Da, 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 da. And then they'll reply. And then I won't even reply back, <laughs> which is like almost really inconsiderate. It's like, but, <laughs> but I like I still like doing that checking in thing. Yeah, it's like you think, like, I thought of you in this moment. Yeah. But this only but lasts like I'm busy for five now. minutes. Yeah. I'm gone now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I would really like that if an old friend just checked in. Yeah. But, well, yeah, without getting, like, too personal and stuff, I feel like I was a really shit friend to all my friends the majority of my life. Okay. Like, except maybe a few people like David where I didn't have to spend enough time with them to be too toxic. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like all my friends that I grew up with, like in my teens and yeah. early twenties, like I was a head case. Yeah. Like I was, I was toxic in a lot of ways. Yeah. And so if I look back, I see like all these friends just started disappearing. Yeah. Probably because they were like, I can't. Yeah. Like it's, it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um. But that's like my own thing. Yeah. It's interesting because we had very different experiences and I think it's good because we see yeah. it from different sides. And it's like, it's like, well, I spoke with Ben about this last week, how, um, you know, I always considered myself like the popular guy, mm-hmm. but it was all surface level. So I thought I had loads of friends, Yeah. but the truth is I didn't have any. It was all kind of surface level and like yeah that i did have a few friends like there's a f- but like a handful yeah right. and even i think most of those i pushed away yeah in the end yeah m- i think my idea of of friendships when i was younger was more about not about being popular but about fitting into different groups mm. so i had different groups different friendship groups where i would just be like trying to fit in so be slightly different i was always myself yeah. But just like a slightly different version yeah. of myself. That was my idea. <laughs> Don't you think it's like because of how we... So, I mean, we have different experiences, but we both kind of did the similar things in yeah. a way. In a sense of like not being truly authentic. Yeah. Do you think that's why like as an adult now with experience and a bit of self-awareness mm. and like... And I know we both try to strive to be our authentic selves. Like that's something that we actively try to do, yeah. right? That's like part of a healthy journey. Yeah. Um, I think, is that why it makes it even harder to make friends now? <laughs> and Definitely. That, and more painful that when you think you've got friends and then it turns out actually they're not, mm. that's why it cuts deep. Yeah. Because it's like, fuck, I don't even know what, I don't even know what our friends anymore. Yeah, right. Because yeah. you, you, there's so many more like boxes to tick before you're like, oh, that could be a friend. Mm. That once you get them and then you realize you're not in any of their boxes. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I, I think that it's, it's exactly that for me is that I try to be fr- like my, my, my uh, measure of a friendship now is whether I can be myself or not. 
Yeah. And also, like we've said this many times, like this came up many, many times this past few years in our lives as like a little, like a theme, whether this person drains you or whether they fill you yeah. with something positive. Yeah. And that once we sort of discovered that, mm. and I once I've discovered that, that became a huge, you know, sort of like a measure. It it's is. like, which one is it? Because in the past, I was so desperate to fit into anywhere yeah. that it, I didn't even notice if something was draining me because I was like, at least I'm a part of it. No, at least you, they like me. You were at too least. busy giving your energy. Exactly. And it's like whatever to accept me, which is why I used to be the friend who would walk every single one of my friends home before I went home. Yeah. I was like, I was, it was tried to be there for everyone at all times, not thinking about anything about myself you know yeah, it was about giving but it, but it, and it was about giving and it sounds very nice but it was mostly because i wanted to fit in yeah like obviously i was always i like to think to myself as like i always cared about people yeah but, but it wasn't just that i cared about myself as well because i wanted to like fit in yeah and and so now you wanted to be valuable exactly yeah and so now that i <laughs> that i know i have that measure mm. to be like can i be myself obviously like i think sometimes you just whether you click with a person or you don't click that's that's a thing yeah and i don't know how to explain it more than just you feel it it's like a connection that whether you have or you don't but apart from that it's like do they drain you yeah it's a massive one isn't it or does it give you like a does it inspire you does it make you feel good does it you know and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. even, do you even in times of difficulty yeah. even when they're having a hard time and you're listening to them if you're having a hard time and they're listening to you even in in all the shit of it all, you feel that like yeah, the yeah, good yeah. thing about it. It's such an easy it, once you're aware of it. It's such an easy measure to walk away from having spoken to someone and just tapping in. Like, how do I feel about that? Exactly. Do I feel better or do I feel worse? Exactly. It's so easy. Um, and you know, there's loads of different aspects to it because then, you know, I started to think about what kind of friends do I want more after having Bella. Yeah. Because before that, I was, I don't know, I guess I was just, I had friends around me, that people that I knew. Mm. Um, but I always was just the kind of person who had like one or two close friends. Or like whoever I'm in a relationship with, I'd, I'd like to think of them as my closest friend, you know, that I share with. And then after having Bella and having other people and, and kind of looking for friends outside of, our family dynamic is when I really started to notice, like, what do I really want? What What's worth my time, mm. first of all? Because, first of all, I only have so much time that I can spend with friends. Mm. You know, when I choose who I try to spend time with, I only give it a few tries now. Yeah, Before yeah, I yeah. go, do you know what? Never mind. And, and that's quite nice. Yeah. To be able to do that now. I think I'm in a place now where I'm... Willing to like take a risk, not take a risk, but like I'm going to, like you said, there's not much free time to yourself. So then when you do want to spend time with a friend, it's like, God, I hope it's going to be a positive experience because yeah. otherwise it just seems like extra exhausting for it not to be. Yeah. But I think for a while back there, I was hesitant to meet any new friends because it's like, 
I don't know, I had this kind of slightly pessimistic view, like everybody sucks. Mm-hmm. I can't be fucked with that. Everyone always lets me down. And then I was like, okay, well, you can't live life like that. Yeah, exactly. But like you said, it's like meet, meet up with someone once or twice, see how it goes. Yeah, and depending on how desperate you feel, you, you give it a few goes before you realize that, oh, this person isn't, isn't the friend that I need in my life right now. Yeah. Which is also fine, like it happens, but... Um, yeah. It's difficult to tell. Yeah. Okay. So what's the other? Oh, yeah, the moral dilemma. I have another fr- friendship hot take. Friendship hot but take. I don't know if we'll discuss it or not. Oh, yeah, yeah, exciting, exciting. I think I was, wasn't close enough. Okay. Do you want to hear my other hot take? It's very hot, fresh from the oven. Hot and takey. Okay, so my hot take. God, you've got a beautiful voice. And this sorry. isn't. A fully articulated thought, because I just came up with it not that long ago. So just give me some grace. You're a bit of a thinker. Yes. Talk to me. But also this hot take is just like popped into my head. It's like, yeah, this is what I believe. If we unpack it, I might change my mind. This is one hell of an intro. (laughs) My hot take is that... What does? Can we just define what hot take means quickly? Hot take means that it's an unpopular opinion. It's oh, okay. it's not something that most people would agree with, All right, potentially. Okay. Potentially, maybe. Is that I the, the saying that business and friendship shouldn't mix, I think is bullshit. Okay. I disagree with it. That business and friendship, friendship shouldn't, shouldn't mix. mix. Yeah. It's, you know how people say that, right? It's like a thing. When, Explain it to me. When people come together for a business, whether they start a business together or somebody works for someone, whatever... And then it goes bad. You shouldn't mix business with pleasure. One way or other, yeah. And then people say you shouldn't mix. This is why you shouldn't mix, you know, friendship and business because it always ends bad. I'm because somebody gets hurt. I'm definitely yet to prove that it can work. My hot take is that the reason why it's bullshit in some cases, because I think that we, if you break it down, right, the reason they say that is because your friends outside of business. Business is business, it's black and white, it's this, it's that, Mm. right? Which I think in itself is a problem because it justifies treating people like shit. And so they say don't mix friends and business because I want to treat you like shit, Mm. but I can't because you're my friend. Right. And so we're going to clash heads. Now, this isn't the case every time. No. And I know in some cases it's blah, blah, fucking blah, there's always. But I think in general, we've grown very accustomed to the idea that you should be treated like shit by your employer. Yeah, That's the baseline that we're at, especially at bigger companies, especially just as another employee. You're not really looked at as a human sometimes. And you're definitely not looked at as like somebody to consider as a friend. Is that more a problem because of what the friend considers to be... Um, a normal way of treating an employee or is it something that they are lacking from what they expect from a friendship like what i mean is, is yeah it, the, yeah is Sorry. it is it because they don't respect their friends anyway or is it because they are in a position where they think you know because it's work i can treat you like shit do you know what i mean yeah, I think it can be. I think I think it, it could be so many things. And like I think if it's... if you have respect and communication with your friends, yeah, 
then is there like well you agree there should be space in work with your friends to have the same kind of right. dynamic well so this is i will explain it with an example okay <laughs> for me yeah personally so if I feel if I'm working with a friend, let's say I'm working for a friend, because I think there is obviously a difference between starting a business and being financially equal and doing it together. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between that than the dynamic of working for a friend. Mm -hmm. So for example, for me working for a friend, if I work for a friend and I don't expect special treatment because we're friends. Yeah. But I'd like to think that this person treats everybody with respect and kindness and just, you know, that's just how they treat people, whether yeah. it's an employer, whether it's a friend. Now, me as a friend can acknowledge that I work for you. And so I am here to help your business thrive in some way. Yeah. And so I respect how you run your business. You can be there and you can be supportive and they can make choices in the business that you don't necessarily like you wouldn't do yourself, yeah. but it's their business. You're there to support, you're doing your thing. And that's all. And like, yeah, obviously like other employees who don't maybe have that personal relationship, they don't care as much, but everybody's treated equally with respect Yeah. and everybody's cared for and looked after. And if something happens, you have compassion for them and you have, you know, care for them. And I think that when things go wrong mm. is because somebody, for example, tries to take the piss take the piss out of their employees, which is a lot of, I mean, I'm talking in terms of like bigger places, right? I'm not talking about a little family-run business a lot of the times. No, I think, but it, if somebody I think it can has, happen in both, right? Yeah, right. But if, if the more money <laughs> that is at stake, mm. the more people become cutthroat and they say, well, it's just business. And it's like, that yeah. doesn't mean that you can disrespect and disregard people, whether it's a friend or an employee. And so that's why I think, and a friend will be like, excuse me, we're friends, how can you? Mm. Whereas an employee is not allowed. They're like, well, you don't matter to me, you're just, a, you're just an employee, so you can fuck off anyway. I think that attitude... Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... It's definitely is not a great way to look at it, because... It's definitely a problem if the employer has got a like authoritarian kind of style of being a boss. Yeah. And you'd like to think that if, well, I guess it's difficult for an author authoritarian boss to have friends working for them. Yeah. And I can see why that would cause lots of problems. <laughs> yeah. Because if they are okay with treating their employees like shit. Yeah. Then you just as a and, and then, then as I a think friend you have to you have to kind of take it up the corporate ass just because your yeah. friend is a shit boss. Exactly, and but, it, it, but but by consequence they're also a shit friend. Yeah, right. A lot of the times they are, but I but it, well, yeah. This is it, and this is exactly what I mean. Where where they say it shouldn't mix. I think it should mix, and I think it should teach people yeah, I agree. who are employing people mm. and their friends or whoever they're employing. That you need to, I'm not saying you have to have a personal deep connection and relationship with every single person that you employ. But this idea that your employees are just like, well, they're here to get paid, they can fuck off kind of thing. Is, is, is a root of a lot of problems, first of all, when yeah. it comes to capitalism and, and just society in general, right? Like the fact that you can, that's how you can exploit people because you can dehumanize them a little bit. It's like, mm. well, you're just a number. I don't really see you that well. I don't know who you are. I just, I just, you know, whatever. Mm. 
But if it's a friend, you can't do that. And so you either get exposed and the friend goes, actually, you're a shitty person. I'm going to walk away. Yeah. Or you get fired or whatever can happen. Yeah. Or you you kind of go, fuck, yeah, you know, I, sh- I, sh- I, should, I should like treat. L- look at myself and yeah. try and. And so that's that's figure. my hot take about that. <laughs> because and I'm in a very fortunate situation where I can prove yeah. that I, I have proof that it can work. That you I can be friends with somebody. I can work for them. And they can be and I can your have boss. mutual love and respect. I can I can see them as my boss and I can see them as a as a kind of boss that I want to work for and as a kind of friend that I want to work for. Yeah. It's I, like I, it doesn't mean that they <clears> run their business exactly how I would do so, it. Like, so I'm going to play devil's advocate. So for okay. for the and and I agree with you. So I'm kind of like just emphasizing your point. But for the boss who has friends working for them, but they're friends because they get paid less or because they don't like the way that things are running, maybe they aren't working to the level that they're expected to, mm-hmm. or maybe they're not doing things the way that they need to be doing them for the job to run smoothly, right? right? And then in that case, it's like, okay, well, this is a business and it needs to work. Otherwise, there is no business and no one gets paid. Right. It's at that point where the boss has to step up and go, right, a transparent conversation has to be made. Yeah. Because if an employee who's also a friend is doing something out of check, like mm-hmm. out of line, and it's possibly... Um, Jeopardizing the business. Then a conversation has to happen. Yeah. Yeah, but this is when and and that's when that's the difference between a good boss and a bad boss, regardless of them being friends or not. Exactly. But that's also the case of a good friend and a bad friend. Yeah, like yeah, that's if true. if a friend can just straight up or in a relationship, if you can have the courage or just the insight that you need to be able to talk about whatever problems are affecting you exactly. because of someone else, yeah, then you probably resolve the problem. Yeah rather than just ignoring it or getting rid of it. Because <laughs> the getting rid of it bit is a problem. Yeah, especially if you do a human being with yeah. with the thoughts and the emotions and the fucking and beating it, heart. And, like, what the fuck? And <laughs> for the rest of the team, it must be quite unsettling as well. We should be, depending on... It should be. It, it should be. Anyway, but... <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I think... I th- I think that 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 is the difference between a good boss and a bad boss and also a good friend and a bad friend because if there was a problem with for example the employee right if they're not doing a good job or if they're you know getting too comfortable feeling like oh I can do anything cuz I'm the friend or whatever then of course it's okay for you to say like look this is how things need to go yeah. Because this is a business and blah blah blah, but that's that's not because oh because this is a business and I don't give a fuck about you. It's just you know you need to respect me and my business it's as an employee, as a friend, as anyone. Good humaning. Exactly. Yeah. And so if you work somewhere, and I understand that it's not as simple for everyone. Like some people do a job they hate because they have no choice. And then so, you know, they do the bare minimum or whatever. But I'm talking in terms of like if you're a friend yeah. and if you know the the person, it's okay for them to come and tell you like, listen, this is these are the things that you're doing. Like, can you like, you know, is there a way we can figure this out? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And like, obviously, you don't have the same connection with everybody else necessarily, but you 
as a boss, do you, th do you, you think, should always... Do you think the way a boss would treat their employee friend is an insight into how they view their friends? <laughs> yes, I think so. I think like so a because... convenience. Yeah. Because if they treat their friends like a, a number or like a convenience or like just a skill set that they need for their business and then they have a problem with it and they don't respect the person behind the skill set, that's an insight into the, how they view the person. Exactly. Because they're putting their own business first almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and I think, again, that's, that's, not, that's not a great place to be either way. I think that's what a lot of the problems boil down to is that we as a society accepted the fact that if you work for someone, even if you don't know them and if you've never met them, it's okay in the name of this is business, this I was is gonna money, say, what this you, is black and white. What would you say to bosses that go like, yeah, but we need to run a business here. So we need to have rules and things need to be strict for things to get done. I would tell them that mm -hmm. it is by now proven by people that if you treat your employees with respect and if you actually care about them, it increases their fucking performance. Because yeah. I see more and more of these small businesses, obviously I'm not talking about big fucking chains or whatever, but small businesses doing this thing where they are trying to like give back in terms of, you know, if, if they become successful, the people that work for them, they become successful as well. And because it's not a, because the, a lot of people will argue that the goal is it's like you invested your own money and it's your business and it's your thing and it's yours mm. to run. And so everybody just needs to do what they're told. But the reality is, is that if you could do it all by yourself, you would do it all by yourself. Yeah. The fact that you can't, those other people are there and you're paying them to help you grow your business. And so you can say it's yours all you want. Without those people, the exist. business wouldn't exist. And so, you know, if you think that you should be this high up yeah, right. and everybody else needs to be this low down, that's a problem. It is a problem. That's a problem. And that's the problem that we're having in society right yeah, now. And especially, when and especially when they have this, like, you're replaceable mentality. Yeah, exactly. Because then it's like that really is how people get to the top of the power food chain. And, it, right? and it's, it's because it's the easiest way. It's because you get to dehumanize the people that are working for you. Justify. And so it's, it's justifiable. It's, mm. it's okay. It's easier for you to go like, yeah, but but I, you know, I'm the 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 brain. I'm the talent. I'm the this. I'm the that. It's my money. It's my this. It's my that. And it's like, sure. But then do it all by yourself. Yeah, right. And if you can't, that's because you need other people. And those other people are there. They're human beings. I think what I think what a lot of bosses miss as well is that, you know, people generally want to be loyal to something that they feel valuable in. Exactly. If they feel a part of a business, they will stick with it. And if everybody feels that, you know, they're replaceable, the knock-on effect is that they don't put in as much effort. Exactly. They're not as invested. Exactly. And they'll fucking, you won't have as great of an output as a business as you could have. Exactly. And I see a lot of people encouraging other people, especially if, if you work for a larger business. I mm. mean, this has become a completely different conversation now. Yeah. But 
people encouraging <coughs> people, especially working in larger businesses, to do the bare fucking minimum. Yeah, yeah, right. Because nobody gives a shit. No, yeah. And neither should you. And obviously you need to eat and you need to have a job, so you should do the bare minimum. That's required. But all this extra stuff. Mm. And I think a lot of people have the the mentality, because at some point in time, I'm sure it worked that way, you know, for some people where if the harder you work, the, the better it is for you. But that's not the case anymore. No, it's not. Okay. And this is another important thing, distinction to make about friends, is that I think that, in my opinion, in a good friendship, by when I say you can count on the other person, doesn't mean that they need to be like, you know, available to you 24-7 all the fucking time and pick up the phone every single time and all that kind of being, count on them, but count on them to, to be there for you within their abilities, you know, yeah. doing the best that they can do and they're genuinely showing up to the best of their abilities, depending on where they are in their life. Because sometimes you're in a shitty place yeah. and that's okay. And you can give the other person compassion and understanding. But for the most part... Yeah, no, not all friends can give 110% of themselves. No, and you should meet them where, where they're, they're at, at yeah. 100%. But... It's supposed to be there for each other, not... Well, it's supposed to help. I don't know. I don't know what the point is. I'm quite mm. tired now. Friends are bullshit. <laughs> not, not until you find good ones. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. There's even a song. Hover. Wait, Bora. Check it, hover. <laughs>